I need to come up with a little intro for Paul. Uh, I'll fucking wing it. Hi, I'm Dan Higgison, and welcome to the 25th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. I'm joined today by the man who has an unspoken preference to one Teletubby over the other three, Paul Bentz. Thanks. <laughs> that was like the most <laughs> lackluster response I've ever heard. Am I right? Do you actually have... Did I just hit the nail on the head accidentally? You did. Which one is it? I mean, I know it's an unspoken preference, but... Lala. <laughs> Which, what what colour is Lala? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, way past, I'm way past Ellie Tubbies. I'm into um, YouTube Fra- Fraggle and Rock? Be- Beck Bro Jack. Beck Be- Bro Jack, mate. Minecraft. I, my daughter I, loves Minecraft. That's all I hear. This is, you know, I, every week this American guy going, oh my God, place a brick here. Oh, that guy. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me a video. <laughs> yeah, he seems intolerable. It's right. intense. <laughs> We're also joined today by photographer Dan Baker. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for inviting me along. Thank you for coming on. Like, this has been a little while in the making. I think we've been back and forth with the dates. Like, the two of us are completely rubbish. We've been messing you about this week. Like, it's a whole thing. It's all but good. It's I'm, all glad, good. I'm glad we made it work. I'm glad we made it work. H- how's life in... Uh, you, where are you? Grimsby? Cleethorpes? Somewhere? Yeah, so um, Cleethorpes. Uh, that's where everyone sort of knows me from. Um, it's it's good. It's um, it's like COVID never happened here, to be honest, um, which is which has been weird. But it's generated a, like a whole, well, almost two projects out of that. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's um, it's different. It's quiet at times. But yeah, you can't complain. I live at the seaside, so I'm I'm happy, chappy. How close are you to the seaside? I, I get uh, the impression by looking at your work, you are on on the like right on the front. You would you would think so. I'm um, I'm a little bit more set back than that. So I'd normally just jump in the car, and it's like a sort of ten minute drive just down to the seafront. Mm, so it's still pretty close, then, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not too bad. I normally bike down there if I'm not shooting. Oh, nice. Have you, have you lived in this area all your life, Dan? Is this where you're, you're born and bred? Well, um, just down the road, actually. Um, originally from um, well, just outside a town called Scunthorpe, which is the uh, it's like a steel town up here everyone knows of it um and then about five or six years ago i um i've moved about 30 miles this way to the coast and um, this is where i live now my favorite thing about places like scumforb is that there'll be people listening from other areas of the world like maybe outside the uk just hearing words like this and thinking they've made this up it's definitely a made up and as well you you can't actually put scumthorpe into uh, into most places you know when you you type in like your address it comes up and it says it's explicit and it won't let you type it in it's explicit it's got got cunt in the middle of it (laughs) (laughs) why had i never even noticed that (laughs) it's literally i've had it rejected before when i've typed into things oh that's hilarious (laughs) but it's a place it's weird (laughs) You said a second ago that things had, it felt like um, the pandemic had, just wasn't even there. Is that something that's been like that from the beginning? Has it just, have you really not felt the effects of it whatsoever? Or is it just now it's kind of relaxed back into that state? Um, so right at the beginning, obviously the first lockdown, it very much it felt we was in lockdown and no one was really going out or anything. And then um, we, we got all that really nice weather, didn't we? Um, and I think as Brits, as soon as the sun comes out, we just flock to the coast. Mate, I don't know what's so happened we, this year. Like last year was amazing, and now suddenly we've got a tiny bit of freedom. It's I don't know what it's like, sort of further up north where you are, but down it's, here like, in the like south. I said, it's like it's never happened. It's very, very strange. I've got all the um, 
everyone just seems to have flocked here. And it was like the first end of the lockdown. Uh, well, not even the end of it. It was like in the middle of it. Um, and you would take your sort of half an hour or hour's exercise. Um, I wasn't even shooting at that point because I felt it, it was wrong to go out with my camera and take pictures when everyone else was just, just going out for a quick run or something. So I was right. biking. And then as sort of time went on, more and more sort of tourists turned up. Um, and you could tell it was tourists because, well, what they was wearing and the accents. So they would just all tip off off the train and then um, spend the day there. And it got to the point where it was absolutely rammed. That's mad. Weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it, it gave me plenty of opportunity to photograph it all, but um, it was probably not for the best of the, well, for the world at this point, really. You were saying you've got a couple of projects on at the minute as well. Are, are these projects with names, tentative names? Um, so yeah, the, the first one, um, I just sort of, well, it sort of just arrived. Everyone was doing the isolation projects during lockdown. And I thought, I just, I don't want to copy that exactly. So I'm going to do my own thing. Um, and I just continued, I always photograph the seafront. So I just continued photographing it. And, um, that's, that became, um, summer of distance. Um, and then I sort of put a, a sort of stop to that. Um, I don't really work solidly on a project. It's just sort of, it, it just sort of happens. I sort of flow into one. Right. stuff happens and then it sort of comes to a sort of sort almost natural ask yeah. questions later type exactly yeah. yeah yeah do you nice. think um because you're so close to the seaside and you go so regular that you see you know because obviously you you see the things that you see all the time does that sort of mean that when you go your eyes train to notice the things that are different yeah very much so so as soon as i get down there if, if something's changed I think it's like if you're in your uh, if you're in your house and you walk around and someone's moves from fox moves that what's what's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, as soon as anything changes, I'm all over it. Especially like recently, they've repainted some of the front, and it, it's it's awful. It's awful for me because I'm used to this sort of like faded facade of the uh, of the seaside, and with a big, really nice sort of faded red um, arcade, and they've painted it all bright blue. And I'm just looking at it, going, oh, that's just that. I'm glad I've shot it me. so much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awful. That is, I won't be able to shoot that anymore. <laughs> definitely gone yeah i didn't really think about it but there is this like pastely kind of washed out tone to a lot of your work it's all color and that is what a lot of the the kind of seaside towns look like here in the uk right definitely yeah they're um i think i think maybe some of them further down south are a little bit more um refined and i quite like it to go like on holiday we go down to um, cornwall and that's all really really nice but up here it's it's very um, some people just say, oh, it's a shithole. I don't think it's a shithole at all. I think it's really nice. But the faded sort of, the whole place has been so sort of, it's a little bit run down, a little bit tired, but that's part of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And you can see that. You can you can see that charming kind of, there's almost a nostalgia to the, to the shots. Like you can tell it's now. You're, you're not like, you know, sometimes you see these people and they deliberately only shoot old cars and old watches and people dressed in old-looking suits. Like, you're not doing that, right? You're not doing this really deliberate in-your-face nostalgia thing. But just because of the fact that, I don't know, like, all the fonts on the signs were probably put up there in <laughs> the 80s or something. Yeah, they Everything, just haven't changed. They just yeah. haven't changed. You, yeah. you can see that. It's kind, of, it's kind of cool. It's like a little time capsule, right? It, it is and part of me i really i'm not really a fan of the um you know with people just or photographers that are going around and they're photographing um things to make it look like they're still in the 1930s or 40s or whatever yeah. whenever they're trying to photograph it and i've had people say to me 
oh, I've really enjoyed shooting the um, the seafront, but if there's so many people in masks or the people wearing things I'm not really fond of, or if there's only wearing like a trilby hat and walking down in a suit <laughs> or something, it'd be so much, like why? That's 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 the time being and gone, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Shoot the now. Shoot what's available now. There's so much. I mean, in, in 50 years' time, you look back at this time and think, oh, look at that. These sure. people in shell suits, these are awesome. <laughs> Dan, take me back to the beginning. How did you get into photography? How did it start for you? Um, so I think, like, probably many uh, photographers, um, I sort of, or modern photographers, I sort of fell into it uh, at college. Um, Dan, did you do the same thing? Did you take photography as an A-level? I did, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, I think it's the same story as, as most people. Um, I got to uh, I got to college and was like, I'm going to be an artist. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I turned up and um, oh, I'm going to have to take more than art to um, to fill this sort of thing out. What I'm going to do. And um, photography was an option. I was like, oh, don't, I'll try that. It's just taking pictures. How hard can it be? Um, and then obviously you find out it's it's not it's not really that easy. On, on the face of it, it looks really right easy, and you get there, and it's not. Um, so I sort of stumbled onto it uh, by sort of happy accident and then um, I ended up basically living in the dark room for, for two years while I was at college and I, I fell in love with the, the subject and then decided well oh, I like this so much I might, I might go do a degree in it so I, I wandered off to university and, and studied photography further so it's just been and then that's it I've just sort of I've gone from there really not really knowing where I'm going and just taking pictures the entire way. I always struggle to place people because I, I think the the darkroom is still something that people do even at school now so tanya my other half is a she, she runs the art department at, um at secondary school they still run photography there they've still got a darkroom are you are you a similar age to me like in your 30s i am in my, i'm 33 now well you had yeah, to think about that i do I, I saw it that. just blurs together don't I? I think it gets about 30 and then it's just nah, it's, it's ish 30 ish yeah, yeah, I mean, my age is now higher than I can count, so. <laughs> <laughs> you run out of fingers, don't you, and then you bug Yeah, well, yeah, I just yeah. gave up to 10, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. How old are you? 10 twice. No, maybe three times. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, find, I find it kind of interesting that, so you, you will have also been at an age where things were slowly shifting from, from uh, analog to digital, but I'm guessing if you're, your school was anything like mine you probably couldn't have afforded anything remotely worth using digital way so it was just it just stayed analog for ages Very, yeah it was, it was that was the entire way well almost the entire way through i, I was really interested in doing uh, digital stuff and the crossover between analog and digital so uh, my first year was very much um basics black and white you was giving i think it was like vivitar slr cameras um and going out and like this is, this is the aperture ring. This is the shutter speed. You're going to wander out and take pictures on um, Ilford HP5 and it's a quid a roll. I was like, well, this, is, this is quite nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you develop it and you, I just fell in love with that. And then uh, the second year, they sort of said, um, if anyone's got a digital camera, you can use it if you want. And then um, I can't, I think I borrowed my, my dad's, he had like a little point and shoot shoot you like one megapixel thing like a cyber shop sony cyber shop yeah i can't even remember what it was everyone something had like a that. Cyber, yeah. like one of those cyber shots didn't they um and this is when i was like oh what's it there's photoshop i can do this digitally i'll have a go at this and they ended up saying how can i take that into the dark room how can there must be some crossover and my, <laughs> i remember my photography teacher at the time said no you can no you can't i said what about if i print it on like um, on acetate or something on 
and do it as like a. It's not going to. I said, I'm going to try it anyway. So I went and did it. I, I printed, uh, digitally manipulated. Fucking hell, it actually worked. And I took it into the dark room and printed. I mean, it wasn't amazing. In fact, it was quite shit. But I just it was like proof of concept. I will, I will go and do it. So I did. <laughs> but it was I'm just told I, there it was, is a way of doing that. Yeah. So, um, but it didn't really work so much because you obviously in a negative you've got the build of a depth, and obviously it There's prints through that yes, with it. printing. It's just one layer, so it was almost like black and white, just stark, <laughs> like full on contrast. Yeah. Did so? Did you not do any color stuff when we spoke to Josh? Josh Ed Goose, the goose. The goose. The goose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that stuck. Like, you, it just makes me so happy. Every there time I a, talk to him now, I call him the goose. <laughs> I, he mentioned it to us. <laughs> it was like, you fucking guys. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the goose, he shot some, some colour stuff at, at uh, college sixth form. Is that something you ever dabbled in? Because it sounds like you were dabbling in all sorts of weird stuff. And acetate and yeah we didn't unfortunately there was no color process there if there was i would have um i would have definitely got involved with that but unfortunately it's just black and white for us but it was still really nice it, that's what it was so it was very much um one sort of avenue to go down and then you could explore that as much as you wanted which i definitely did how, really how useful did you find your degree dan was it was it useful mm. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I know you're interested in doing a degree. Yes, um, I was just curious as how you found it. Degree um, curious. I think I think more of it is is it was probably just sort of um, learning about who you are and getting out into the world and and being sort of independent from being obviously through uh, under your parents' roof and at school and that's your entire life and then all of a sudden you've got all this freedom and you learn so much more by wandering off into the sunset on your own, don't you? Um, so that was probably more beneficial than the actual photography degree part. But once I did it, it was like putting the handbrake on. I, I was questioning everything I was doing. Before that, I was quite happily just going away, wandering around, taking pretty pictures um, and not really thinking too much about it. And then they sort of I landed at first year of um, degree level and deconstructing images and, and pulling things apart and what does this mean why do we do it and all of a sudden i was like wow shit um i don't know why i'm doing fuck all now what's the point what's the point in living anymore it stopped me you stopped me from shooting that that's what's always worried me about having a proper formal education i think it's my inner punk like i just look at that <laughs> and think it's just gonna hold me back I, then i'll have rules to follow yeah, yeah. But so part of it was like, here's some rules, but then we're going to take the rules down at the same time. Um, it was good. It, it made you. It made me think. Um, there was a lot of thinking involved, which was it's good, but I think it's probably only benefiting me now, and that's like ten years on. Wow. So I think if I was a mature student, it. I'd probably I'd probably take um, take more from it. But as a sort of eighteen year old, sort of fresh and just wanting to run out and take pictures and. Pretend I was like um, Robert Kappa or Cartier Bresson or something at that point. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was why? Why we're taking pictures like the past masters? You know, we should be with the now. We should be photographing what's going on currently. You should be shooting colour. You should be doing. No, we want to run around and pretend we're members of Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all want to do, though, right? Well, yeah. I think I think I've just part of me now has just gone. Fuck it, I'm just going to do that anyway because I enjoy doing that. I think that's what everyone should do. You said you were taking art when you were back at school. Did I, or did I misunderstand? No, no, that's what I did. So I did, um, I think, when was it school? I did my options and it was like, what am I going to do? It was 
um it was all towards the creative it was like graphic design um arts we didn't have photography at school otherwise i'd have probably taken that um but anything creative is there any like stuff that rubbed off on the way you think about things from those early art lessons or definitely uh, <laughs> well it's funny i had um, well it's maybe not so much the early art lessons but i went to uh, when i was at college and I, I did the actual art side of things as well i had a um, an art tutor um she was called deb and she was very theatrical everything was oh fabulous darling oh, that's, <laughs> that's really nice darling um she doesn't sound very yorkshire but she wasn't she wasn't she was i think she's from london everything was, oh, darling <laughs> oh, wonderful um and she um i was always like trying to draw the pencil i think with a pencil all very detailed and everything she's darling you can't be doing that you need, you need to you need to loosen up you need to loosen up and she gave me a graphite um stick and she said right you're going to draw with this now and i said I, I, I touched it and then my hands were mucky and she gave me this big piece of like cartridge paper to draw on and that was it i'm trying to i'm trying to draw and i'm like oh, there's mistakes everywhere and it's, it's i've got handprints and there's fingerprints everywhere and it's so just embrace it darling just keep going it's fine and I did. Um, and then by the end of it, I dare say that was probably the best thing I've ever drawn. It was like a, like a little goblin thing that we had to sort of, it was like copying it a little bit from a, a, a illustration. Um, and it was probably the best thing that I ever did. And that, that's really stuck with me. It's just that idea of um, not being afraid to, to just sort of be loose with your work and um, just let the creativity sort of flow and if there's mistakes in that make it part of it and it's all the whole rich fabric of what creativity is so that's definitely stuck with me that's definitely hunkered down that's incredibly cool check um, out deb like just coming out with the nuggets oh yeah she's brilliant do you, do you think you'll always um photograph by the coast dan do you think that's that's like or, or do you think because i like you can you can slap me down for this but i i feel like you and josh the goose there's a similar a slight similarity in in your work but only in the fact that you both kind of like to focus on nostalgia or scenes which feel like they take you to a place in time and i was thinking and this is to myself Ooh, that you know it's getting, it's getting deep this i like this but i was thinking <laughs> you, know, you know this idea of photographing like local shows and dog shows and other things within your area that are of a similar ilk do you know what i mean is that kind of something you'd think about or yeah. so a little bit a little bit I, I think if i went along to something like that i would definitely photograph it i think if i went anywhere i would photograph it but um i'm not particularly drawn to the sort of shows and things i think it's almost it's like bordering on like what martin parr might do um and that's a, a stigma i've had to try and overcome Fight. yeah <laughs> definitely i mean I, I love parr's work um but every time I, I i was putting work out there that was coastal and it was bright and it was vibrant and everything else. Everyone, oh, it's very Martin Parr. I'm so, well, thank you. But I'm trying to, you know, carve out I my don't. own sort of style here. <laughs> um, so I was very much brandish, uh, like branded with a whole, um, if you're photographing the seaside and it's colourful, it's, it's Parr. Um, so as far as dog shows and things like that, probably not. I don't think I'd be that interested in it. Um, I'd probably be more interested in wandering up to a skate park or something and photographing I, I that. Saw the, I saw the skateboard behind you. I was going to ask you, are you a skater? Yeah, yeah as a kid, yeah. Um, although I've, I've actually, as a big kid, um, I've got, I bought myself a, um, an electric skateboard for just cruising mm-hmm. along the seafront with. <laughs> an electric skateboard? Kid. Yeah, they a long They look, they look would, so cool. I would be fucking terrified, mate. I, I would be in hospital within a week. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's scary. It's, it took a bit of building up to get sort of like top speed, but I've only done it once and I wouldn't do it again. Really? Is it <laughs> yeah. that fast? 
12 miles an hour. Jesus. That, I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus, you'd be like this. Like that. I'm almost at Granny's walking speed now. <laughs> um, I think it's like 20, I want to say 25, something like that, which is too fast to outrun if you fall off. Um, so you have to be really careful. Uh, but it's fun. If you've had a drink or two, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you're loosened up, right? If you hit the floor, yeah. it's not so bad. But yeah, I'd be bends. terrified of just rocks and <laughs> curbs. That's it. I mean, I, I, I've Crossings, definitely hit trains. Yeah. You I've hit. hit a, sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. You go on. No, I was going to say I've, I've, I've hit bits and pieces on the road, on the road, on the path, and the road, and everywhere I've ridden before. And it's scary, especially if you're sort of cruising along and you don't expect it. You, you do go flying off the front. I saw someone take one of those into a bowl. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty dangerous. I mean, I, I tried one. So it's a longboard that I've got, but I tried one in New York and it was a, just a regular sort of skateboard and a le- the battery pack and electric wheels on whatever it was on the back. And this guy in this sort of store in New York said, oh, you want to try it? I just, just get on it, have a go. And this is like a basement. Famous last and, words. Oh, what so could I go did, wrong? <laughs> on this slippery floor. And I'd done like a little loop. He said, oh, just go around like this. And he showed me like, oh, you can go around. No management about it. Oh, it was just this sort of guy downstairs yeah, just yeah. goofing off. It was brilliant. Um, so did, health and safety. You just oh, get went out the window. What health and safety? Like, <laughs> have you got any helmets? You don't need that. <laughs> You're um, the helmet. Get on the skateboard. That was it. So I was literally, I think I've recorded it. I can't remember if I put it on Instagram at the time. I might have done. It was like a little story. And I'm just sort of going around this sort of, um, this shop, wandering around, skating around, and I'm sort of turning it best I can. And then I just slipped. So oh you just God. saw this video and then just made just bailing at the end. And the skateboard just shooting off <laughs> into the, the horizon. Just ma- like hitting all the mannequins. You see those guys, on. don't you? Like uh, in San Francisco. And they'll just do a kickflip off something and a bomber hill. And you just think, How I would be... Their, their mates are stopping traffic and they just hurt it. They're faster than the cars. It's insane. Like mm. San Francisco, I've never been there, but the hills don't, just on camera, they do not look like something you want to be skateboarding down. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, part of me, if I, I think after you've sort of been riding for a, a few hours, you get that sort of confidence, don't you? I think, I no, think I'd get no, a little bit. I don't bit think I've ever got that. <laughs> <laughs> you become invincible and then you, you hit a stone and realize you're not invincible. Dan, you, you said, you said about the like par and the seaside and trying, like when somebody comes and says, Oh, your work looks a bit like you're trying to get away from that, right? You've been trying to maybe fight that stereotype of, and how difficult have you found that? Like, how, how have you gone about that that process? I'm kind of interested in... Oh, you... it's, it's incredibly difficult. Um, I think we've, we all get, like, uh, we've, we've got heroes, haven't we? We've got heroes in photography, and you sort of latch onto them and then I'm going to shoot like that, or I want to shoot along the same sort of style as, as that. Um, and you just sort of get trapped in the gravitational pull of these sort of giant photographers, and you end up just basically copying what they're doing. So... It was it was hard. It was a lot of shooting, seeing what would happen, and sort of very very slowly discovering my own voice within it. Um, I don't feel like I've fully discovered it yet, but it's just an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, at what point do you actually discover your own voice? I don't know. It's what, what do you reckon? I think it's always there. Like I, I look at the, your images and. I, I don't do this at all nowadays, but if I was to do a hard scroll for Instagram, I'd be able to see yours whiz past. Like even just a fraction of a second, I could pull yours out. I think because you're you're based in a location, your shots are all framed up in a kind of 
there's like a balance. There's an aesthetic pleasingness to them. That's probably not even, I don't speak very good England. Um, but there's like, there's like, but there's always a depth to them as well. Like there's multiple layers. There's a lot going on. And I don't know, these, these things kind of, when you sum them all up, they make a Dan Baker photograph. And I feel like between all that stuff, I, I think you have got a voice, whether or not you realize it or like it. Like, I think there yeah. is a voice there. Oh, sorry. I think it's like hard to sort of see it. Um, I think when you, you sort of looking at your own, your own things, it's incredibly sort of difficult. But if I see somebody else's work, um, even if it's just like the beginning of their own voice, it stands out a mile and I can see, I can see when they're being really honest and I can see when they're producing work, which they're really happy about doing. Um, I can't do it to myself though. I, it's really I, I hard, struggle. It? Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like weird. I need somebody else to look at it and go, yes, this works. No, it doesn't. Or sometimes been, you get a bit of a feeling, but most of the time. It's I've just been doing like, that with you all week, haven't I, Dan? <laughs> a little bit, but I think you are starting to see your own voice now, right? Oh, it, it, I think so. I think, but it's, again, it's, it, it's, it's only through repetition and, and doing it over and over and over until eventually, um, should we give everyone a bit of a peek behind the curtains to what we're working on? Because this isn't going to see the light of day for about four weeks, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe slightly longer. So by the time this actually comes out, th- there might actually be a little bit more to say about this project. So sh- should we, should we talk yeah. about it a little bit? Yeah, well, I'm happy to, I'm happy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to introduce it, or, um, or do you want so to hear my words? You, 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 you do it, Dan, because I think it's 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 always better when somebody like I'm too close. I always feel I'm too close, but too close. Basically, <laughs> there's an <laughs> irony there, right? <laughs> oh, okay, I, I'll, I'll let you drop the name at least, and then we'll go from there. So the project is called Not So Far. This Not So Far project that I think Paul has secretly been working on for. 15 years, maybe fucking ages, ages. I remember the first time I saw Paul's work, it was maybe two, three years ago. I can't remember, but there was kind of, there was something, I think it's something similar that I see in, in, in Dan's work as well. Right. There's this, like, there's this balance, there's this quiet, there's this calm to it. But the thing is with Paul's work, it was always ridiculously close. It was like bits of a person, like portions of a person, and it kind of left you to fill in the rest of the gaps about what is going on with that subject. And I was really drawn to that. And then a few weeks back, I managed to convince Paul that he needed to sort of dig back through some of this work because I think there's something there. And the the further you're digging back, Paul, I, I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth now, but the further he's digging back, the, the more he's finding actually this project didn't really have a start date. It's just something he's always done. Mm-hmm. And I find that find that really interesting. Yeah, I, like I, I, the problem I always find is I, I shoot, like I, like like you, I shoot lots of projects. I'm not shooting one project at once. I'm, I've got multiple projects going on, and and they happen all the time. And the problem I, is the finishing. It's that bit where where you've you've been shooting for a period of time, and it's just bringing everything together and and presenting it to the to the world. And I think one of the amazing things from doing this pod over the last six months has been the realization that you just got to put it out there. You've just got to get it to a point where, where you're happy with, and you know, not everybody's, I was listening. I don't know who it was. It was on six music. It was a musician and they were talking about, you know, you could constantly be tweaking that album, changing the levels, mixing it, but you just got to like, there's going to be a point where you've just got to let go and, and just say, this is, this is it. This is done. And I've always been a bit apprehensive of, of that. Not, like I, we talked about it before, Dan, about having this, you know, not shooting your gun too early. Like, you know, everybody wants to make a book and I get that. But 
I think I don't I don't think you can well I don't think I can personally put work out in a physical form until I'm really happy with it and and it's a bit about finding your voice it's a bit about um realizing that you, the way you shoot you've always shot and you might you might improve technically and you but you your eyes are still your eyes and you still see the way that you see which is it's amazingly consistent i tell you like where where i think we're what six years back now and mm-hmm. it's incredible how consistent this stuff is it looks like it could have all been shot in a one week period you know like it's it's barely changed you can see the technology is sort of changing but the, the actual yeah like you say your eyes aren't changing I'm i just want to go on sorry dan go on I was going to say that earlier on, you mentioned about Dan's work and you said, um, you used the word nostalgia to describe it. (laughs) I, I sort of see where you're going with that. But to me, when I look at Dan's work, I see something that. I think I shot my gun too early there as well. And now I've been looking through your website while we've been talking and, um, I, I love you. I love, I, I'm really, I really enjoy the abstract stuff. I really like the, the, the stuff where there's maybe not people in the frame and it's, you know, you uh, there's like the use of color and. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. it's it's something I think. You know, I think actually now I don't think you have to worry about looking like anything like Martin Potter at all. I think no, I don't think you do either. I, I think your voice is there, and I think you know there is there is something about being at the seaside that there'll always be a tiny link to him, right? There'll always be this. People will say, "Oh, Martin Potter at the seaside," but actually, yeah. they, I think that's a bit. They've not even looked at your work if they're saying that. To be honest with you. Because yeah, I get, I get it every so often now. It's it's very sort of, it's sort of far and um, few between when people actually drop me a message. Oh, it's a bit par, a bit par. This I like. I like the way you frame through things, Dan. I like. I like. That's the depth I was talking about, right? Yeah, I like the way. I, it's, it's really beautiful. It is. It's. it's um, what I was going to say was that the the nostalgia. Like, I feel like these images will be nostalgic one day. Do you know what I mean? Like when I, sometimes yes. I I look at like. I'm going to put both of us under the bus just because it's the fair thing to do. There's a lot of photographers where you look at it and you think that's never, ever going to look a certain way. That doesn't tell you anything. It's not a document of anything. It's just a pleasing looking image, which is fine, but there's nothing to it, right? It's just an image. But this stuff, like Dan, I'm telling you now in 50, 60 years time, people are going to look at this and go, that is what Cleethorpes look like in 2020, whatever, you know? Before it was underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I was underwater. And well, I, well that's, thank you very much. I, I really, I do appreciate that. It's, it's really nice to sort of uh, to hear that because it's it's rare that I actually speak to um, anyone really about my work that you know in any sort of depth. Really, I just sort of I feel like I'm just bumbling along most of the time, just going out, taking photos, coming back, finding something I kind of like, posting it out there into the world. Have you ever tried to talk about your work to anyone? Tried to describe it to anyone? what is in like what i do yeah um, if you were gonna if you were gonna describe it to us in in three sentences go down god uh there's no way I, i'd be i would not it's be impossible. able to do that i couldn't either i couldn't I, do it so. i have no idea i'd probably have to say um a colorful expression of the seaside uh, can i probably. can i say something like me and me and dan talk about this a bit but once you speak to the person behind the work that you I, like it there's some i can see you with the personality of dan in the photos like it it's it, it's 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 this these these little you know i imagine like we've like I say, this is the first time we've spoken but i imagine you're quite kind 
I um and this, I'm doing some psychoanalysis. I also imagine um that sometimes you can be maybe maybe awkward. <laughs> like Dan. No. You like you like you like dogs, um, ice cream and jelly. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. Are we going on a date later, Paul? Or? <laughs> you could check my Tinder. <laughs> Was it a swipe left, swipe right? I don't know. There's one, there's one photo of the sun done. It's like an orange sun. It's just, just the bottom of it. You catch, like, it's not the full sun, but it's just blue sky, orange sun. And I think it's the moon in it as well. It is, that, yeah. I love that photo. I, I think it's very special. Oh, it's, thank you. It's... Thank you. I was actually really pleased with that, but I thought I'm going to put this out into the world, and I was not expecting any sort of um, any sort of feedback or anything from it. I thought, if anything, it'll probably just get a no. That's pretty. Um, and I actually, I, I, I was really overwhelmed with the amount of people actually sent me a message, which was really nice to say. I actually really like this. It sort of resonated with a few people, so which was it was really nice to sort of hear that I could do something so simple and. It was almost like without thinking. It was just a case of photographing and, oh, this kind of works. I'll photograph that and just going through that process and then putting it out there. And it was just so well received, um, which was, yeah, it's It's, it's, it's mad, isn't nice. it? It's so simple. It's so simple, but yeah. it, it, it's kind of, it's almost, it just forces you to look at it. Like it just takes your eyes to that spot. Yeah. You know the one I mean, Dan, don't you? Dan, I know to, exactly. What, yeah, I know yeah. which one you mean, yeah. It's not actually a, the sun. Um, it was is a, it not? No. It's, it's a beacon. It's a Belisha beacon. It, it is. There you yes, go. Yes. 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 See, well, there you go. That's mine. That's, there you go. That is even better, right? That's just, yeah, mind-blowing. It's just because of that blue sky behind it. I, just, I was sort of bobbed down shooting something else, and I saw that. I was like, oh, the moon's just above. Oh, that looks kind of cool. I'm going to photograph that. And then I was just like, I got back, and that was like my favourite shot of the uh, of the evening. Because it does look like the sun setting, doesn't it? it does yeah, look like if, yeah that's, it, what I th- that's what I thought. It was like the sun and the moon and then this really nice blue sky. What there are you, you actually looking for when you when you go out? Absolutely nothing. So this it's quite interesting, that, really. Um, if I go out and I've got something in mind, I, I probably it was, it's going to stop me from shooting um, because then I'm looking for something in particular. Uh, if I go out and I'm not, in the mood of shooting anything in particular, I can shoot everything. Everything's an option. So if I sort of get a bit stuck and there's not really much going on, I can just literally plonk myself down. Um, chances are it's on the little fairground, which is on the beach, just sort of sit in a position and just look and then spend like sort of 10 minutes just watching and the light changes a little bit and then things sort of open up and then someone wanders past and then I can start lining things up and then just photograph it. But if I go out thinking, I have done it in the past, I'm going to shoot a bit like, I don't know, Saul Light or someone like that tonight. I get really inspired by uh, photographers. And you go, I'm going to shoot a bit like this and do it all abstractly. And I come back and it's just shit because it's, it's not really me. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a different vision to what's natural to my eyes. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's a, I, people have, have sort of said, asked before, what, what do I actually go and shoot? I'm, nothing really, nothing. It's just, um, it's the same if I go anywhere. If I, if I wander around any sort of towns or cities, it's just a case of just wandering around and if something that jumps out, you photograph it, react to it, I guess. Do you guys find that? Or how do you guys shoot? Do you go out um, in, in sort of in mind to photograph? I think both ways. I think I think it's in fairness. Sometimes I will, like for this project I've been doing now, and like, uh, so I've been 
going, uh, spending as long as I can, going back through old work. And once I've had enough of it, I'll go out and try and shoot, maybe for an hour or two, maybe three, if I'm lucky. Um, and because I know that I'm looking for detail within a person, and maybe it's a, a chain or a earring or a belt or what they're wearing, or there's something interesting within the frame. I, I am focused. I like I'm, I'm like I can go out and and spend maybe ninety minutes, two hours, and come away with, you know, oh, not maybe three or four images that I'm happy with that will fit. But like, like me and Dan, he nagged me about three weeks ago to do this, and before I started going back through the archives, I, I went and shot for like a week, didn't I, Dan? Maybe every day. And the problem with that is that, like Dan said, like because I've been shooting this project, maybe since I started picking up a camera, if I'm honest, it's, I've always been interested in in how... Um, Do you know what it is? Right, I, I might be able to articulate this. Yeah, maybe you can for me. Go on. Only because I've just looked at six, 700 of these photographs over the last couple of weeks. I'm sort of spotting the theme of the thing that I think you're looking for. What I think you're looking for is... You know, when, when you look at a person, when you meet them for the very first time and there's, mm -hmm. there's always one or two things that leap out at you. Like you might go mm -hmm. bald glasses, mm -hmm. like nice eyes, like expressive mouth. Like there, there's, there's going to be something about that person, one or two things that just going to leap out at you. Right. And I think what Paul is doing, and again, I'm putting words in his mouth, but just through having looked at like 800 of these photos in the last few weeks, it looks like what you're doing is you're seeing people and you're just literally photographing the thing that leaps out at you about that person. Mm -hmm. is, is that like a fair assessment? Mm -hmm. uh, do you know, I was out today for, I was out for an hour and I was, I was, I was just, I basically, there's a, there's a suite, there's a bus stop, which is on the high street. And it, it's beautiful because it's a little sort of, I don't know, like a doorway. Is this the bus stop you're not allowed within 200 yards of anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a <laughs> what little... What have that bus stop? <laughs> yeah. He's not it's allowed back like... there since the incident. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like a little recess in this doorway where I can sit in and nobody, 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 I'm there. Like, I, I, I'm still mind-blowing, but I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not being sort of... Sort of any kind of undercover photographer. I'm there. I'm taking a picture. I'm really open about it. I'm like just taking pictures. Everyone at the bus stops like, you see that guy? He's but, just over there taking photos. He's back, he's back again. <laughs> he's, he's, what is this? There is a guy in the grocer opposite, and he says to me, "Hello, every day. You're taking pictures again." <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're known in this area. Well, I think that's important. I think that that's, that's something. No, but it is because it's something that um, Dawood Bay said that sometimes he goes to the area without his camera and mm. he'll go into the shops and he'll speak with the shopkeepers. He'll, he'll talk to the, the man behind the bar. He'll go and talk to the parking attendants because by doing that, you're building up this trust with the, with the people within the area. And next time you go out with your camera, it's, it's you know, you've already built Everybody that knows relationship. You. And mm. I think that's, I think that's a really, do you know, I used to do that in London. I, when I first started meeting other street photographers, they were like, oh, this place, you can't go there. Like the, the, the security will move you on straight away. And I was like, really? I go there all the time. It's really bizarre. And they're like, yeah, I've seen your photos. I don't know how you're doing this. And then there, there was a couple of times where I've met people and I've sort of been walking around with them. And 
but it never occurred to me that this was a bizarre thing to do. But if I see a security guard and I think, oh, they're going to chuck me out. The first thing I do is walk up to the security guard and go, hey man, where are the best photos here? And then they just point you in a direction and leave you the fuck alone. And like, I never thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it. And then someone was like, I can't believe you just did that. I was like, what? Is that not a normal thing to do? You're not allowed to talk to other humans. <laughs> I think as, as photographers, that's like, oh no, you mustn't, you mustn't go and talk yeah. to people. You must, you must stay in the shadows, lurk in the, How behind is the that? next to the bus stop where the children won't see you. Do, or, do you lurk or do you talk to your subjects? <laughs> Are you in a uh, I, I, I'm a little bit of both. It depends what, who it is and what's going on. Most of the time, it's it's all it's all working really weirdly. Um, and There's one people... of your shots that really jumps to mind, and I've, actually, I'm I'm glad we're on this topic because I I really want to know whether a whether anyone actually spotted you taking the photograph of this moment, and and b whether or not sort of you interjected into it and. And, and they sort of knew you existed, but I'm, I'm fascinated now. <laughs> there's, there's, one of it. There's, there's a kid on a roundabout having a fucking meltdown, like just laying yeah. in the road. And oh, I've seen there's it. like yeah, a yeah. crowd of people. Oh God, I can't even remember how long ago I was. that I saw this on Instagram, but I remember looking at that and just staring at it for like a good couple of minutes thinking, how is this kid in the middle of the road? Like, does anybody realize there's how long was this going on for? Was this like a fraction of a second or was this going on for like ages? Did anybody notice that Dan was there taking a photograph of it? Like, I, I just want to know, I, I do this all the time. I'm really sorry. I see something and I, I want to know everything about that. I suddenly have ruin all the it. questions. It'll, it'll completely ruin it for no, you. No, no, it won't. It won't. <laughs> I promise it won't. The other, the other part of that, that frame that I really like as well is the people in the background mm. on the right-hand side. Everyone's sort of looking off frame. And it reminds yes. me of like a little bit of a, uh, like a Gary Winogrand where everyone, everything's going on outside of the frame and you're not really knowing what's going on. But like a joke like, you're not in on. And there's, yeah. a, there's, a li- there's a little boy as well sat back on the, on the pavement and he's just looking over the other guy's shoulder and it's like... I'm going to find yeah, this photo. It's good. It's good. I really like it. It's, again, it's, it's that... Do you know what? I, it's that layering of the image. There's multiple things going yeah, on. Yeah, there's like points, a lot of complexity to it. Which... So, which Go on, yeah. then, sorry. Are, you, are you ready? Because it's yes. going to ruin it. It will ruin the, no, I'm, I'm, the magic. Will disappear. No, no. I, I think the magic for me is just the idea that you were there to see it, and I think that's that for me is the magic. I don't think you can ruin that. Okay. So um, it was. It was literally a sort of. I think it was a few seconds to photograph. And I was walking along. I was on the road, um, and all the road was closed off because it's a. Uh, they have an armed forces day here in in Cleethorpes every year. So it's like a big, um, uh, well, it's all the armed force services that turn up and they have like um, this big event thing going on. Everyone's in the streets drinking and a good time dancing. Um, and as I'm walking up this road, um, there's this, there's these kids um, sort of running around around a little roundabout. Um, and they're like playing hide and seek. And then this, the ginger kid jumps on the floor and starts counting. So that's him laid on the floor counting to 10. The other two kids are just about to run off to go and hide somewhere. And then there was the two women on the left-hand side. They're just drunk, having a really passionate discussion. It looks like they're falling out of each other. And then there was, I think there was some like red arrows or something flying over. Um, and everyone was watching over the other side for, for the planes coming over. And it was just one of those moments. I was just sort of walking around. The kid's on the floor. It looks like he's crying. And then... then That's why I, I thought he was having a meltdown. No, it was literally... It was so weird. It was a weird situation. But yeah, there was just having a... Um, it was playing hide and seek. That's, that's better. To, that's better. Getting, you haven't ruined it at all. That's actually better than I thought. Because we get into like, the deep section, Dan, aren't we? 
It's time to go deep, Dan. Oh, we're going yeah. deep. Okay, we're going what deep. we're doing? What we're going to going to ask you the why. The why. Oh. Why? What? 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 What's the why? Why you take pictures? What makes you go out? What makes you get up in the morning, put on your wife fronts, and run out the front door? What's What's the What's the motivator? I feel like I want to turn the light down for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, my, my why is I'm really, really fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like photographing people. Why are you putting um, that um, torch up at your face, Dan? <laughs> I used to hold it underneath it so you get the up light. Right, okay. Where did that torch even come from? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Why do I... I it's, it's a creative itch. I think we all probably... We all feel it, don't we? Um, I, I don't know. It's just... I, I, I have to be... I have to do something creative. Otherwise, it's, it just feels like... Like I've been sort of... Bag, uh, gagged and bound. I, can't, I need to, it's a, it's a compulsion, I think. I need to get out there and uh, photograph. And if there's beautiful light as well, I just, uh, it's like an itch. I've got, I've got to go out. Got, there's something there waiting to be photographed. And it's, unless I go out, I'm not going to see it. So what, what about you two? Paul, what do, what, what's your why of, of Whoa, photography? That's, why. that's a really good question. Um, why? It's, it's your question. Don't pat yourself on the fucking <laughs> <laughs> No, fucking great question. Oh. It's possibly the best question. Um, my why? I, I think it's it's it's. I think the world is a crazy place, and it's just trying to understand. Like it's weird. I always say this. Like we're on a rock that's spinning like a three hundred sixty thousand miles an hour, and we're insignificant. And I don't know. I, I question our existence sometimes. It's like, is it real? Like, is like because you know when you're walking out and. You see some crazy shit, right? There's people like, like, are they the same race as me? Like, are they, are they actually human beings? They're called I Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't that true. many Welsh people around. <laughs> yeah. I think it's meditative. I think it, it allows me to, I do a lot of thinking when I'm walking. And, 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 you know, I think you get into this space, don't you? I don't know what, some people call it the flow state or whatever the mm. fuck it is. But it's just that place where you're not actually thinking about taking pictures. You're just automatically doing it and I, and I like that I got I have to go out at least you know for an hour if I can a day and, and shoot because I think yeah. if I don't I, I feel a little bit I get a little bit angry I get a little bit angry with myself I'm like what the fuck have you done anything today <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, I do I, I, I it makes me it slows down the world for me it allows me um, to appreciate it more it gives me empathy I wasn't I think the older, the more I've done it, the more empathetic I've become of people. And um, I think, you know, the idea of slowing down thinking and um, just, I think we, we're here for such a short period of time in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, also wanting to, you know, which maybe sound a little bit wank, but leave a body of work that maybe in 20 or 30 years time, my kids will look at and think, oh, dad wasn't bad. You know, he was all right. <laughs> you can take a picture. <laughs> I mean, you're still going to be in the corner at that point going, hello, I'm here. <laughs> hey kids. Hi, how are you doing, dad? <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds, it sounds really, I love that. I do. It sounds really nice. It's, uh, it's way more probably romantic, the right isn't it? Than, but yeah. Than, I, I think the thing is, it's Paul put a lot more thought into this than most yeah. I mean, like, so, I, I don't know. 
like th- that's the, my honest answer i don't fucking know i mean it makes me happy i guess that's about as close as i can get to, to sometimes it makes me really unhappy though does it make you like because it's, it's, it's such a frustrating career a photographer and it's such a you know like you've talked about it already like you you feel like you're just bumbling along on your own in this in your own head and what again one of the amazing things of doing this podcast is like we're reaching out and meeting other photographers and i think hopefully the the the, the the plan is that we can feed each other work outside of the podcast and say, you know, what do you think? Is this shit? And and I think that's, you know, I think that's really important for me anyway, because I find when I'm close to the work, that my my idea of what is a good image and what isn't a good image is is, is a very fine line. And like, you know, and I know that, like, I know, like, interestingly, when I've been looking back through this not so far project, the ones that I thought were good, 10 years ago are still good today. I still think that like the, the, there's something in those images that I, I even in my early days, there was something in those pictures that I recognized. I still think are decent images, you know, so it, it holds up. Paul, oh, do you ever think when you, when you've shot those images that you, you really like, do you think it's like somebody else has shot them? Yes, totally. You, like you're almost like, I don't exactly. believe you've done it. Yeah, absolutely. Did I take that? Like, Paul, I don't think we've ever spoken about this. Do you feel ownership over your own work? Either of you? Uh, you go first, Dan, and I'll let you. So, uh, I, I guess, yeah, yes, I get, I guess, I, 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 yeah, I own it, but I think it's those, the images uh, that probably really stand out on their do, own. Do you want me to define ownership? You can like, do, that would probably help. Right, so when when I say ownership, I mean, do you feel like you did that? Do you look at something and think, Yep, I did this. This is me. This is absolutely me. I did. I did all of this. I'm taking full credit for it. Okay, so most of the stuff that I'll shoot, and it's probably the more generic stuff. Yes, the ones where I think, oh, the ones that have probably turned out a lot better, and the ones that I look back on now um, and think, like like the roundabout picture. I really, I really like that one. Um, no, it's it's like it's it's not my my image. It's like it was gifted to me almost. Mm. It's like it was just a scene that I was, I don't know, like some higher power has put me there to to photograph, and then it's gone again. I, I feel a little bit like that. To be I fair, think it's I feel pers- a bit like perseverance and endurance. If you're out there and you're doing it, I think there's you know it's it's you you'll do a little bit of luck, a little bit of chance, a little bit whatever you want to call it, and and I think it's it's the the key, and I. I I think it's, it's repetition. We talked about it before. It's about doing it. It's, it's, it's about the more you do it, the more chance you have of coming across a scene or a subject or something that's, you know, it's going to be interesting. They, they, you, you will go out and there will be days and you'll think, my God. But on the whole... But I mean, this it, comes back to the question we were talking to Seppi about the other day, right? Like, where do ideas come from? I... I don't know. I don't really feel like even if I, even if I was to line up something like in a very fine art way and I was to have full control over the location and the background and the subjects, I still don't feel like I would have proper ownership of that thing. Like maybe I'm a steward for it, but mm. I don't feel like it's mine. Do you know what I mean? It feels like an idea that I just caught like a, like a case of COVID. But don't, like ideas, I always feel like ideas come from the doing, from the actual, people get get lost in the, in this, like, I don't think there's any magic formula. I don't think, you know, you're going to get a can of Red Bull, knock it down and all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I think it, it's fucking, it's, it, it's, it's tedious. Like mm. it's about endurance. It's about, 
being able to keep going when you fucking are hating photography. And it's like, it's like there is days when I like hate it. I hate it. And then there's days when I love it. But I think. Do you hate the, the action of. Right. Yeah. What, which, which bit do you hate? Do you yeah, hate, well, I hate like getting out, go, like putting all the camera in my bag and putting. Right. Okay. I hate having shit on me. I, I have to go out light, like I can't, I don't have, can't even have keys in my pocket. It's like, oh my God, there's keys. Is that why you <laughs> just bought a GFX? <laughs> That's why you've got medium <laughs> format. <laughs> yeah, exactly that reason. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I don't, th- I don't think there is a magic formula. I think it, it's, it's, you get better. That, 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 that Malcolm Gladstone rule about the 10,000 hours, he's, he's kind of, he's gone back on that now and said he, he doesn't actually believe that. Um, but it, it is something in it in that you get better by doing it. Your eye, you train your eye in a way that you you just like the the, the, the idea of you seeing things that other people are not seeing. I think, and 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 only you can see. Only only Dan Baker can see what Dan Baker can see, and only I can see what I can see, and only you can see what you can see. Here goes. Um. I was going to say something else, but I lost my train of thought, so apologies. Um, Dan, a tiny thing that brings you joy. A tiny thing. Um, you know, like when, they, when it snows and you've got the, uh, and no one's quite walked in it yet, that, but for the seaside, for the, for the sand the on sand. the beach, you know, and no one's been across it and it's like, oh, oh that's nice. there's all the ripples on the sand and it's just, it's just pristine, apart from a packet of crisps and a chocolate bar and a, <laughs> a packet of Benson can of Hedges. Pepsi or something which has been left there and... <laughs> Yeah, but when it's pristine and it's just the sea grasses and it's just the way the, way the, the wind's been and, and ripple the sand. What about Coke products? Because I've noticed that you shoot a lot of like, whenever you, I, I don't, are you not, just not the white stuff, not the powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's how we keep going. I, I, re- I, I reckon you do a lot of Coke. <laughs> no, no, I'm oh. forever seeing like um, like Coke products in your shots. Are, are you under some kind of? Yeah, you sponsorship. Are you I mean, that, that would be that would be pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking awesome, wouldn't it? Sponsored by Coke, you can do whatever you want. You can have any equipment you want. Um, there is like literally no budget. It's awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the truth is, it's red. I, I quite like it because the, the red. And you're the, just drawn to like the primary yeah, colors. It's just the color there. Yeah, so it's Dan, cool, isn't it? Um, because the seaside, obviously, by its very nature, is seasonal. What's it like in the winter? How, how, how is it? How, how do you find those six months when summer disappears and you're heading into autumn? What's oh, it like then? Fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard going. Um, this last year, it's not been too bad. The winter wasn't really that bad here. Um, so I was able to shoot it a little bit and I was sort of like trying to explore color a little bit more. So I, I sort of delved into that. But most winters, I just sort of shut down. Nothing really happens. And I just sort of, go back through everything I've shot over the summer. So hopefully if I shoot enough, I can, I can produce, uh, I can carry on sifting through all the images and sort of rediscover things that I'd sort of pass by. Uh, yeah. But one year I did actually, I went, I went down then, you know, the whole just hating photography and not really knowing what you're doing. And I went out one day and it was the middle of winter, it was pitch black, it was freezing. And I started like just panning the camera around and I, I quite like panning it and just abstracting stuff and making it all, um, making it weird and catching any light that I can do. And I took um, a few images and I thought, well, this kind of looks cool. And then I ended up doing an entire series through winter, um, all with like it's sort of abstract lights. And I think it's quite like intentional camera movement, but it was of, like seascapes with the ships on the horizon. You just got like a, 
Actually, I've got a print here. I don't know if you guys be able to. I'm still waiting to. Um, can't oh wow! It. it almost looks like the like a sunset, but but with the sun is like a thin strip across the sort of the horizon line, and then you've got the sky. Oh, sorry, I'm yeah. just trying to describe it because obviously it's like oh, no, no, no one only. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really cool. Thanks. Do you, do you print much of your own work or? Um, recently, I, I, I've not really printed much recently in the last sort of few months, but normally, yeah, I do. Um, I do like to see the, the stuff in print. Um, and if I can do it large as well, it's even better. Dan, is, is photography your full-time job? Are you a full-time photographer? No, no I'm not, no. Um, I, I've got a, a full-time job as well as this. Wow. Yeah, that always amazes me. Yeah. So um, I work for an offshore wind farm. That's Dear. my sort of nine That's to five. What was your day job? What's your what's your title? Title um, facilities manager, I think, for title. Uh, so I look after the the base and the quayside and and all that sort of good stuff. Wow, that's quite interesting, is it? It's different, very different. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's it's a really nice industry to be in as well. Renewables, um, and I'm literally the office. The, the view is over the water, so you know. Wow, jealous. It's nice. Do you ever have to go out? Yeah, um, from time to time. I Do you have photos of that? I bet that looks amazing, doesn't it? Because those, those those wind farms are like insane. people don't appreciate the size of those. They're huge. Yeah, yeah. They're like properly big, aren't they? Yeah. yeah and the weirdest thing, if you're at the top of one of the, the turbines, you don't realise, but it is actually swaying in the wind. And you stand at the top, and um, yeah, I've literally grabbed on like white knuckles on the top when I've done. I just looked down, that boat looks like, oh, shit, it's fucking moving. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'd wow. be straight down that ladder. I'd be I'd be hightailing it to the bottom of that fucking thing. <laughs> it's yeah. going to fall. <laughs> I don't oh, trust God. it. I, I, couldn't get up, I couldn't get up there, I don't think. Oh, it's, it's so good, though. There's, um, the view from the top is awesome. Really yeah, I cool. bet. I bet. And you said you got those those shots as well. There must be some nice abstract shots from near the bottom of those big turbines yeah. and stuff. There is loads. So there is a little bit of crossover with my job and photography. So the, the world, they will use me. They're like, oh, Dan, can you go out and take some photos? We need some stuff for the website. We need some stuff. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'll go out with my camera and take pictures. And then I come back and I've got all these like sort of like artsy oh, abstract pictures. <laughs> Guys, I've come up with this and I've got a series of like very nice blue abstract pictures. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We just, we want, we just pictures want of the guys the working. Yeah, turbine <laughs> pictures. I'm like, yeah, you don't want that. I've got this slow shutter speed of the blades turning around. Like, <laughs> no. The struggle yeah. is real. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Paul doesn't understand. Like Paul's so so far gone from a nine to five that he's just yeah. yeah oh my god, he's so nice. Oh. I mean, I I was shit. I was honestly the worst employee in the world. I hated working for other people. It just nearly, I just it didn't work for me. Basically, it did for a couple of years, but then but no. So you're a full time photographer now, Paul. Full time, full time. I've been full time for coming up to fifteen, maybe even fifteen, sixteen. Maybe seventeen years. Oh, maybe. You're living the dream, and you're in your like little, um, your little office. Is that in the garden as well? Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, you are living the dream. The only thing <laughs> you're missing there, Paul, is like a little beer fridge. Yes, I think that's. I, I basically, my wife is because she's been working from home for the last. They built. She built this for me, and then she basically came in and put a desk there, right? And <laughs> and she's been working behind me, and I've been saying, "When when are you going back to work, babe?" You know. <laughs> Just for a couple more days, you know, maybe going once this week so I can have the office. Um, so actually, it's, it's forced, it, 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 it didn't perversely force me to go and shoot more because 
I hated being in the office when she was on the she's on the phone all the time. It's and not like I, that. It's not like I've heard her voice now, and <laughs> she yeah. sounds like Doctor Evil from you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attach some freaking laser beams to my shark. She's, <laughs> she's like a saint, and yeah, yeah. All right, mate. All right, mate. All right, mate. Um, Give her uh, a hard time every fucking week. You're so, Dan, what, what do you person. do? What's your sort of um, your full time gig? I, I work for a charity. Um, maybe at some point I'll be a full-time photographer. I, I mean, I'm shooting a lot of weddings on the side. Me and Paul shooting a wedding in oh my God. a week's time. I, for, for, I can't believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe that I'm actually doing this. I, I cannot believe how much I'm having to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, you're both going to narrate the entire thing. Oh, my God. This yeah. is going to be... I am going to bring the little recorder. Maybe, maybe when everyone else sits down for something to eat, we should... We should sort of record our thoughts. Maybe we could do like an Instagram live thing and people can oh, just... Oh, that'd be cool. As long as they don't hear you in the background, you're like, oh, it's a fucking bride. She was awful. Yeah. Total what? bridezilla. <laughs> she's picking her... No, I'm just like the... putting the knives and forks down listening to what you've got to say. No, she's actually lovely. She's actually lovely. I've, I've spoken to her. She's... Yeah, she's she's a rock star. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Me and Paul are going to have the best time. They have you shot any weddings him, before? Though. Oh, sorry. Have you shot yeah. any weddings before, guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I used to a long time ago when I was like in my in my early years. I, I did like friends were getting married. I was at the time all my mates were getting married, and they knew yeah. I took pictures. And they said, "Oh, do you want to come and do my wedding?" And I was like, "Yeah," but then after a while, I realised it was it's just so much work. It's so much work. It's like I used to, you know, you take about two, three, I don't know, four thousand pictures in a day, and then. You've got to look at their face for the next month and you're like, oh my God, I, I hate you. I really hate you. I, I, oh my God, I have to edit you again. I'm going to punch myself in the oh, face. No. Um, so I, 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 I basically gave them up and this is the first one I've done in about. But you haven't got to do anything, Paul. You just turn up and shoot. It's going to be the best fun. Eight years, I reckon. So it's, it's it, but it's, it'd be fun. I am, I am. Are you going to like in your wedding. suit? I'm not wearing a suit, but I got I got a special special clothes <laughs> birthday suit. <laughs> I got a clown's uniform. <laughs> God, uh, so yeah, what is the etiquette with the clothing? Is it sort I, of like... I used to go in jeans and a t-shirt. I used to rock yes, out. You know, like you're you're going to have to try a bit harder than that for this one, Paul. It's black tie, mate. Yeah, but they, I'm the photographer. But they, you know, they don't. They, they know who I am. <laughs> I'm hoping you're turning up in like a black ACDC t-shirt with a few rips in it. Yeah, give yes. him ideas, Dan. Yes, I am. I am coming smart casual, Dan. Yeah, smart it. casual. Right. Okay. Awesome. Good. I can Tie stop around the palpitations. Short shorts, t-shirt, and a vest. Ah, oh, flip flops. Don't forget the flip flops. <laughs> Foster's vest. You're not a videographer, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mate, they're the ones they turn up with the leather jacket the torn jeans they're like right. stood at the back and you just think like buddy everyone so, else is wearing black tie and you're stood in a real ripped jeans what, it, what is it with videographers and they just stand in front of you you know any videographers listening like let us know what, what, what's going on what's going <laughs> on with your sense of dress <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, is it shout out time daniel uh yes i i believe it is i believe it is let me just get my shout out hang on Dan, have you, you, you've got a couple of shout-outs for us, haven't you? I've got a couple. I've got a couple. The first one I'm going to absolutely butcher, uh, so apologies for this. Um, so this is a um, it's a guy that I know. Um, I've actually spoke to him on a, on a Zoom call. Um, we touch base quite often, and I'm really, really liking his work at the moment. Well, I've been like it quite a long time. 
Uh, he's um, he's Italian and he's called. I've written it down phonetically. Oh, I can't wait for this. I've been waiting. I've been waiting <laughs> for this. All the, the drum roll. God, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Uh, Jacopo Pazzi, Bob Pazzi. <laughs> um, I think that's. That's, that's it's probably nothing like it's called Dave in real life. Yeah, <laughs> just Jack. It's all right, lad. He's called Jack of all Patsy. Sorry, let's, let's, let's stop taking the piss out of, out of Jack Jack's Bo. name. No, um, no, sorry, Jack. What, what's, sorry. what's his work like? What, what, what's he do? Um, so it's it's a bit of all sorts, really. It's just it's interesting. Just interesting scenes. Um, he photographs around Italy. He's, he's recently probably one of the reasons why I really like the recent stuff as well. He's been photographing like this whole fairground that he's found. Um, but he's, he's the use of color and, and uh, depth and layers and everything else is just really interesting. Um, and he just literally seems to just wander around Italy and, and photograph it. It sounds like the most ideal lifestyle ever. Um, that so, does sound yeah. pretty ideal, doesn't it? I, yeah. I'm not at all jealous. No, nah, me neither. This That's fairground, it. right, this fairground stuff, obviously you've shot a lot of the, the, your sort of local fairground as well. That local fairground doesn't look particularly big in all the photos, but I'm constantly amazed at the fact that you're finding new angles in it. So am I. I have no idea what's going on there. Is it, is it actually as small as it feels it's, when you look at it in the photos? It's tiny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really tiny. There's um, there's like a Ferris wheel, there's a Hell Skelter, there's a, um, like this tiny little, um, what's it called? Roller coastery thing, right? That kids can get in, uh, and then there's like this swing set thing. Things. Yeah, that, I'm, that that I'm literally always photographing that. So I think that's the, my challenge. Really, is to see Find if I can make any more images from that location. That's like my challenge. Well, maybe maybe once you speak to 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 Jacko, you can trade trade ideas on new angles. Absolutely, yes. I, I don't know how you keep finding the the inspiration for it. You said you had two shout outs today. So I've got um, the other one. I've actually got the book here. Um, so you can, people can actually pick this book up. It's um, Rob Ball. Um, his book is done by, uh, what's the book? It's Hoxton Mini Press. Um, and it's the book's called Funland. Um, no surprise here, it is the seaside. Um Actually, I met um, I met Rob. He, he came a couple of years ago to Cleethorpes, and I, I think I spotted it on his uh, on his Instagram feed. He put a story up, and I recognised the handrails. I was like, "You in Cleethorpes?" Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down on the seafront. So I was like, "I'll be down there in about." Are 10 you wearing minutes, a yellow jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Do you look slightly afraid? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in checking out some more seaside work, I would highly recommend um, checking out his work. It's really cool. Yeah. And you pick up the nice. book as well, obviously. Can can you still get the book? Is it still in print? I, I think it is. I, I think he's just he's either, I think he's releasing a new book at the moment, or he's released one. So um, it's one to probably check out. Um, but yeah, I think it's all Hoxton Mini Press stuff. So it's it's good stuff. The book's really nice. Nice. Well, pal, give us a shout. You can come on and talk about your new book. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, come on, Rob. Do you want me to jump in next, Paul, or do you want to go? You can. You can go next, mate. You can go next happily. So I was out this uh, this weekend, me and Tanya, we went down to Dill for a few days, which was really nice. Went to a gallery, bought a new piece of art, mate. Did you? Yeah, it's really, really nice. It's by an artist. Her name's Georgina Flowers. You can find her on Instagram at Georgina underscore Foxglove. And she specializes in like lino printmaking. And it mm. just looks really, really fucking cool. And mm. 
all the pictures you're going to see online won't do justice to to the actual thing it's just really really nice um, it sits nicely in our little home gallery that we've got going on but i just i'm really enjoying the work i might actually give lino kind a, a, a try tanya's just bought loads of lino kind stuff so mm, if, do it, it, Dan. if you see me out and about in the next few weeks with chunks missing out of my hands you know what's going on <laughs> Tanya's she's forever saying like to the kids don't cut towards your hands don't do this don't do that and I know I know I'm going to have a lino cutting related injury you definitely will won't you? Blood, yeah. blood everywhere <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath <laughs> I might lose a limb <laughs> it's part of the art though won't it but oh the blood yeah it's part of it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> How about you, Paul? What are you shouting out this week? Oh, I, I've got two, but I'm going to go with music. Have, have, have any of you heard of Courtney Barnett? I, I came across Courtney Barnett. Of I have. She, she's Australian, and she she sings about the most mundane of things, like, you know, I'm going to the shop, and I'm going to buy some cucumbers, and I want some cucumbers, and I'm going to slice the cucumbers. <laughs> it's, it's not that, but it's so good. It's... Uh, it's Depreston is the song. D E P R E S D. That's a that's a clever name. Yeah, I like that. Is it? There you go. That was it. You got a little bit, but it's really good. She's got such a beautiful voice. She sounds a little bit like P J Harvey. I think she got a bit of the, oh, that nice. vibe. But it's good. It's really good. Um, fab. And I got a book. I got a book. Oh, and you're I, doing I, two shout outs. Yeah, you don't want to save one of these for next week. No, look. This is Monica. Monica. Kuhn. Monica Kuhn. Has anybody heard of Monica Kuhn? I haven't, but that, that image looks It really says Mona. Cool. Sorry, Mona. Front. Yeah, no, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I did a Higginson. Do you, do you Higginson. want to have another go at that, mate? I'll, yeah. I'll edit it out. So this is Mona Kuhn. Mona. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely not I, Monica. Not Monica. Uh, it's good. It, it's, um, there's a lot of, it's, it's, it's about people and humanity. Is it photography? Is it art? Yeah. Sorry, I, I, we can't. Photography, oh, photography, photography book. Um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of nudes in it. Um, but it's you know it's 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 one of those books when you look at it and she does nudes in such a way that aren't it's not it's not like, like you know it's not Playboy or your dad's razzle. You know it's it's <laughs> it's it's really you know it's I like I really like this picture which isn't a nude but I I you'll understand why i don't can you see that it's like quite an abstracted shot of oh, yeah, what looks that. like something very reflective what is yes. that, like tin foil it looks like or? a balloon or you know one of that balloon it looks like material. a kaleidoscope to me it does yeah. it looks a bit kaleidoscopey mm. doesn't it i see if i can show you another one there's a really great one i'm trying to find it hang on this is fantastic over audio as well paul no no i just want to find <laughs> it because it's really good to show you <laughs> I, this is the one just because the way she she Des- she frames describe it to us paul so there's three women laying down on the floor, on a wooden floor, um, and they're all naked. But it looks like a Rembrandt. Yes, exactly that. It's got it's got it's classical. It's very yeah. painterly. Yeah, painterly. It's mate. Yeah, she's really beautiful. Really beautiful. I didn't know anything about her other than my. We're not going to mention him again, Dan Wood. Um, but my <laughs> mate Dan was telling tell me about her. Go and have a look at Monica. Monica. <laughs> Mona. Mona. Her name <laughs> is Mona. Sorry, Mona Coon. I apologise, but it's lovely, lovely stuff. Brilliant. Right, nice one. So uh, that that brings us up to the end of the episode. I do encourage everybody, if you haven't already, and I'm I'm sure you all have, go and check out um, go and check out Dan on on Instagram. Check out his website. What, what's the best place for people to find you, Dan? Uh, it's 
Probably, yeah, Instagram. So it's uh, at DanBaker88. No underscores, yeah. no nothing, just DanBaker88, isn't it? DanBaker88, there we go. That's it. You can find us at Idle Hand Society on Instagram. Um, we will try and put links to everything we've spoken about in the show notes today. And if you buy anything, do try and get it from an independent seller. But if you don't and you get it with an Amazon link, do use ours because you'll be contributing to the show a little bit. Um, tune back in in a couple of weeks where we'll have hopefully another surprise guest. We haven't got anyone lined up just yet, but I think we're about a month out now. So uh, we've got plenty of time. Maybe maybe we'll tease that on one of the Instagram stories. <coughs> Sorry, got a frog in my throat. Nice. Well, we're at well, the end of the episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was thank awesome, you guys man. for having me on. That was um, it was really fun. Really enjoyed. Sorry, that was my doorbell. That's a hell of a way to end the episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Catch everyone in a fortnight. <laughs> Look after yourselves. <laughs> that was fantastic. Right. You can't time that better. I know. I know. I'm stopping. I'm stopping.